to the Elusive Truth with Rich and Larry. Today we got a crazy, as always, this world is just getting nuttier and nuttier. I still think that I did wake up and not only <laughs> was I transported to an alternate universe, but this world is nothing but clown world. So now we're going to start off with, I've heard, I'm sure everybody has heard about the uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor, sending 50 migrants up to uh, Martha's Vineyards, and that has caused quite a stir, and it's amazing to hear the different sides, their take on it. So we're going to start with the Rubin Report, which I really like. This guy is really good. Moved from California to Miami. He's got a lot of common sense. I, I like listening to his show, and he's got a good take on this uh, DeSantis debacle, as most people are calling it. <laughs> So here, have a listen and enjoy. We're starting off with the Rubin Report on DeSantis. So this DeSantis story and what happened related to flying 50 people to Martha's Vineyard, which DeSantis said he was going to do. He got the money in his budget. The Democrats in the state Senate voted for it. Okay. Now they're all calling him racist on the very same thing that they voted for. Uh, it's his exposing hypocrisy at the most extraordinary levels. As I said on Friday, this is like one of the best red pill moments. It's such a great story because it's showing how inept all of these people are. So here is our black lesbian press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, getting called out at the White House uh, for doing the same thing that DeSantis did. This is apparently, um, you know, he, he said it was essentially no different than what the federal government has done in uh, sending, you know, flights in the middle of the night, that's the way he's characterized it, uh, you know, uh, taking migrants to various different states. Do you have a response to that? So we are offering solutions. That's what the Biden-Harris administration has been doing since day one, including on the first day putting forth a comprehensive immigration reform to deal with this issue. God, she's incredible. Like, it's not, I don't know what questions she's answering. It doesn't matter. She just has a we offering solutions. It's sort of like Kamala. Remember the video we showed you last week? Is the border secure? Every nation has a border. They just answer questions that have nothing to do with nothing. They say words to get to the period in the sentence so the sentence is over and they've done nothing but take you on a ride of BS. So of course, what they're referring to there is that the federal government, we know this, has put migrants on planes when they cross over the border and then sent them all over the country. We know, so DeSantis said, hey, I'm just doing the same thing that they've been doing. Um, and she has no response to that, of course. And then you get all these clowns that are trying to figure out a way to, to sue DeSantis and everything else. But again, if you just look at the reality, whether, whether you think it's a political ploy, whether you don't like the tone of any of this, or if you think it's just mutually assured destruction, what what is next to all of that is one guy did exactly what he said he was going to do. And then one guy, Biden, didn't do what he said he was going to do because they say that there's a border. But now these people are pouring in. So there obviously isn't a safe border. And then you have these crazy Democrats with their idea of sanctuary cities and Martha's Vineyard. They had a big thing at town hall about nobody's illegal and everything else. And then when 50 people showed up, they get 150 National Guard and they boot them in 24 hours. It's rather extraordinary. Isn't it amazing how 50 immigrants going to one of the wealthiest islands in the country or the world for that matter have made such a commotion. Meanwhile, thousands and thousands of people crossing the border every day, Arizona, Texas, 
even in Florida. I'm sure there's still some getting through California. We don't hear much about that. Anyway, uh, we're now going to hear from uh, Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Uh, He's being asked some questions about this, and here's his response. Again, level-headed common sense. Uh, We need more of this, and thank goodness that uh, he is bringing this to light. Since, you know, thousands and millions of them don't mean anything, but 50 do, so... Here we go. I just want to give an advance warning that the audio is terrible. Yes. Representative Jeffries, he said, and I'm quoting him, he said, you and Governor Abbott need to stop acting like, or start acting like governors and stop acting like human traffickers. First, what is your response to that? And second, is there a second migrant flight going from Texas to uh, Delaware right now? So when Biden is flying these people all over the fruited plain in the middle of the night, I didn't hear a peep out of those people, okay? I didn't hear a peep. haven't heard a peep about all the people that have been told by Biden you can just come in and they're going, they're being abused by the cartels, they're drowning in the Rio Grande. You had 50 that died in some shed in Texas. I heard no outrage about any of that. Uh, I haven't heard outrage about all the fentanyl that's come across the border that's killing Americans in record numbers. I don't hear, I don't hear outrage about the criminal aliens that have gotten through and have then victimized people, not only in Florida, but all throughout the country. I didn't hear any outrage about that. The only thing I hear them getting upset about is you have 50 that end up in Martha's Vineyard. Then they get really upset. And I'm sorry. Those migrants were being treated horribly by Biden. They were hungry, homeless. They had no no opportunity at all. The state of Florida, it was volunteer, offered transport to sanctuary jurisdictions because it's our view that, one, the border should be secured. And we want to have Biden reinstitute policies like remain in Mexico and making sure that people aren't overwhelming. But short of that, if you believe in open borders, then it's the sanctuary jurisdictions that should have to bear the brunt of the open borders. So that's what we're doing. But what happened was they were they were provided um, an ability to be in the, the most posh sanctuary jurisdiction maybe in the world. And obviously it's sad that Martha's Vineyard people deported them the next day. They could have absorbed this. They chose not to. But what it shows is if 50 was a burden on one of the richest places in our country, what about all these other communities that have been overrun with hundreds or thousands? It shows you when now these policies are on the front burner, people need to be talking about. Biden can't defend his policies of open borders. Uh, it's doing huge damage uh, to our country. It's costing a lot of money. It's costing lives with the drugs that are pouring across. And so the question is, is why are you supporting Biden's policies? Why don't you step up and tell him you're failing and let's do it differently? Because you know what? He inherited a border that wasn't like this. He has created the crisis. But now at least we know, 
Nobody can deny that there's a crisis. Everybody now knows, and it was only because you had to have the elite who want to have the cost on everybody else, and they don't want to have to shoulder that. That's the only reason now people are talking about this. Yes. I can't. I cannot confirm that. I can't. And then the second question: Why take immigrants from Texas rather than get the illegal immigrants in Florida and deal with the? Well, we, we, we do do both. So, so we've had interdiction in the panhandle. The problem is, is we're not seeing mass movements of them into Florida. So you end up with a car with maybe two. And if we know that that's illegal and there's someone that's kind of smuggling, then, then committing crime, then you can do arrest. There have been drug seizures. But that's not effective enough to stop the mass migration. But it's just coming in onesie twosies. So we've had people on the border for last summer. We've done a lot of intelligence. And everyone down there will say between a third and 40 percent of the people coming across uh, are seeking to end up in Florida. And so we have to go and figure out, OK, who are those people likely to be? Uh, and if you can do it at the source and divert to sanctuary jurisdictions, the chance they end up in Florida is much less. And the thing is, with the sanctuary, that the idea is, is because they have more benefits or whatever they do, that people will, will be able to stick. And so that's why you're doing it. If, if I could do it all in Florida, I would. But if we just ignore the source, then you're going to have people trickling in 5, 10 a day, 20 a day. I don't know. But there's no way you can possibly track all of that because it's on such a small scale. Whereas if you know there's a, maybe a thousand people down there and a lot of them say in Florida, well, you could say, well, hey, wait a minute. Here's a sanctuary jurisdiction. Be able to provide the transport. So if that's what you want to do, you do. And I think that that's much more effective than um, than just trying to send one or two out um, at a time. Also point out, you know, there's we have a whole infrastructure in place now because of what the legislature did. So it's not just flights. You know, we have ground. We have other things um, that, that we can do. And I'll tell you this, uh, it's already made more of an impact than anyone thought it could possibly make. Uh, but we're going to continue to make more of an impact. And I think that at the end of the day, what we're doing uh, is not the ultimate solution. I think it's opening people's eyes to the solution, which is let's have a secure border. Let's have remain in Mexico. Let's take the cartels seriously and let's get with the program here. What they have been doing for a year and a half or more than that is basically ignoring that the problem exists. And I know a lot of the national corporate press doesn't like to talk about it. Uh, but the reality is when you have the vice president saying there's no border crisis, when we've had millions of people come across illegally, uh, you've got to be kidding me. So let's get let's get going. Let's get this thing secured. I, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to do anything in the immediate. Uh, it will be a big issue in the elections, I can tell you that. Uh, but hopefully when we get through with that, that we can have some rationality. If we have a new Congress, you know, that may be a big step in the right direction. But this is not an example of, hey, you know, he tried his best and just didn't work. This was an intentional policy to reverse policies that were effective. And you want to talk about, they'll say like, oh, you know, sending a bus from Texas is a stunt, all this. The biggest stunt was Biden coming in as president 
and reversing Trump's policies just so he could virtue signal that he was against Trump. It didn't matter that the policy had worked. He had to be anti. And so that's why he did it. So he did the impact would be. And the impact has been devastating. I really hope more people will start to cover uh, the destruction we're seeing with the fentanyl crisis. I mean, we've put a lot of emphasis on it uh, when I became governor. COVID obviously made it more difficult. But what's making it almost impossible is the sheer volume of this stuff that's been pouring into the United States. And I'll run into uh, mothers. And it's so tragic because these kids are not making like really horrible decisions. Maybe they do one or two things wrong, but the fentanyl is so deadly that they'll overdose and some of them will die. So this is a huge, huge issue, and it's affecting American communities all across the United States. And I also think when you have things like criminal aliens that have been let in, you know, Maduro, the reports are Maduro is releasing people from his prisons and sending them up to the southern border. And you know, you, these, these leftist dictators have done that in the past. So you're bringing in people, they're coming right across the border, and then they're going in the interior of the country. That's not going to be good for safety in our communities. I mean, that's going to be a big problem. And we already know that you've had uh, people that have been victimized by criminal aliens who've gotten across the border. And the reason why those crimes are so difficult to stomach is because if the federal government had just done its job, the crime would not have happened and the person would not have been victimized. So this is something that's really important. And these are things that people need to start talking about. And I think what also with Martha's Vineyard showed is the very wealthy community, 50, not a lot, uh, and they said they couldn't accommodate. And let's just take them at our word and say maybe that's true. If the wealthiest island, one of the wealthiest in America, can't accommodate 50, then you're looking at all these other communities and they're just supposed to accommodate all this more. So I think what it's shown is when you have the sheer numbers of people coming across illegally, even take out the criminal aliens, just the sheer numbers, you know, that has huge stress on the communities. And I remember last summer going down to the border and it was bad, but it's gotten a lot worse. This year is the worst year uh, that I think we've ever had in modern American history. So, so this is a big thing. Again, sorry for the audio quality. It was quite prevalent of what he said and how we stated it. Uh, this is a, a matter that needs full attention and as has come to light to me, uh, it's even way worse than you think it possibly could be because I can't believe how bad it is. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I want to show you what uh, from Sky News, Australia. There, This is their take on it, which is uh, at least they got a good common sense as well. But here's what halfway around the world, because uh, this is news all over the world, here's what they got to say. Now, you know that we here on this show Love nothing more than highlighting cases of progressives getting mugged by reality. And gosh, have I got a doozy for you this week. Martha's Vineyard. Up until now, this sleepy little island off the coast of Massachusetts has been known as the favorite resort of cashed up progressive lefties. It is, of course, where the Obamas bought a waterfront compound, oblivious to the threat of rising <laughs> sea levels. It is where Hillary Clinton spent so much time fundraising in 2016 that she forgot to meet any actual voters. Ick, you deplorables, leaving Donald Trump to trounce her in that election. And Martha's Vineyard is, of course, also home to the Ted Kennedy School of <laughs> Offensive Driving operating out of the storied Kennedy compound. Ooh. So is it any surprise that the people who call Martha's Vineyard home 
turn out to be some of the worst people in the world? Mm. Of course not! Because by now, pretty much everyone has heard what happened this week when Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent a plane load of 50 illegal immigrants, and yes, I said illegal because they were undocumented individuals who broke into the country, to Martha's Vineyard. The same Martha's Vineyard where in 2017, in response to Donald Trump's election, locals voted to stop local law enforcement officers from working with the feds to deport illegal aliens, and where not so long ago, the island's government put out an official sign stating that we stand with immigrants and refugees. Well, it turns out that they do stand with them. Yep. Just so long as they're standing somewhere else. Because the entire town, indeed the entire Democrat establishment, freaked out when Ron DeSantis sent those illegals to Martha's Vineyard. Have a listen to this local rolling out the welcome mat. At some point in time, they have to move to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Now, she wasn't identified, but somehow I have a feeling when that lady was born, her parents named her Karen. And it wasn't just the locals or their government, which declared a humanitarian crisis over just 50 people showing up unannounced and quickly, yes, you guessed it, deported them (laughs) to a nearby military base, which is, of course, the sort of thing that had Donald Trump done it would have had Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez having a weepy photo op before you could say kids in cages. Now, though, the tables have turned. A Republican has beaten the left at their own game, and the media is not happy. The Guardian called Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' move un-American, and this time they actually meant it as a bad thing. The Washington Post called it cruel. I mean, I don't know about that, though the Martha's Vineyard lefties whose hypocrisy was exposed probably didn't think it was all that kind. And in a now-deleted tweet, NBC Mm. News quoted a left-wing activist who compared DeSantis' move to illegally dumping trash. (gasps) Classy. Yep, that's right. Well, as as I always say, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Anyway, forget about those guys, because let's talk about Ron DeSantis. And I think his move of shipping illegal aliens to a left-wing stronghold like Martha's Vineyard was genius. And it shows he is the sort of fighter who would be perfect to take the Republican Party to the 2024 election. Because all he did was what successful political activists always do. He made the other side live up to what they claim to be their principles. Remember... For the left, open borders are a matter of morality. You may have seen my interview with Avi Horowitz on the U.S. report on this station a few Fridays ago when he interviewed New Yorkers and found they all agreed with the proposition that borders were abhorrent. To the left, the very idea of having a line on the map and saying you can't come in here without permission is racist, fascist, akin to Nazism, and hell, probably transphobic as well. (laughs) Yet when you scratch the surface... And you discover what they really mean is we are actually happy for illegals to come into the country so long as they are someone else's problem and not in our lefty communities. It's fine for border communities in places like Texas 
to cope with thousands of illegal migrants a day, they say. And it is fine for the Biden administration to send plane loads to unsuspecting suburbs that need a little help in the diversity department. But when Republican governors like Ron DeSantis do this and send illegals to places like Martha's Vineyard, New York and Washington, D.C., well, that's another story. Speaking of Washington, here's that city's Muriel ba- mayor, Muriel Bowser, who once declared her town a sanctuary for illegals on taking migrants she'd rather not. We're not a border town. We don't have an infrastructure uh, to handle uh, this, this type of and a level of immigration to our city. And Washington's own Joe Biden had a few thoughts himself on what governors like DeSantis are doing. We're committed to fixing the immigration system. Instead of working with us on solutions, Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, Jack, remember, 4.2 million illegals have crossed the border since Joe Biden became president. The rate is now around 200,000 a month. And border agents have been systematically demonized and demoralized by the administration, which we can only presume has plans to offer a mass amnesty at some point in the hope of minting more Democrat voters. I'd say that's probably more un-American than anything Ron DeSantis has in mind. And speaking of Governor DeSantis, here's what he had to say to all this in response. I also uh, was a little bit... um perplexed when I heard that the president is scrambling to get his cabinet together uh, to try to address the fact that you have governors who are helping to relocate illegal aliens to sanctuary cities. Now, he, he didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when we had millions of people illegally pouring across the southern border. It's only when you have 50 illegal aliens end up in a very wealthy, rich, sanctuary enclave that he decides to scramble on this. Ron DeSantis' America or Joe Biden's? Well, I think I know whose America I'd prefer. And given the choice, I think American voters will agree, not just in the midterms in November, But in 2024, you know, a strange thought I have is how does an Australian news show have a good understanding of this? And yet the Biden administration is having such a tough time dealing with this border crisis because they don't do anything about it. I understand that part. I am really alarmed of the numbers, 200,000 per month. And that's what they let us know. And they say two to four million so far. And the worst part about it is hearing about how these places in Venezuela are releasing their prisons and bringing them over to Mexico so they can cross over. I remember a few months ago uh, hearing about a lot of Haitians coming over and really didn't think much about it. But apparently now we have jihad from Afghanistan coming over and and especially the fentanyl. It's it's crazy. It's gotten so bad, and yet they do nothing about it, the Biden administration. It's terrible. Here we have Tucker Carlson, and he is going to enlighten you on what's really going on at the border, and it's way worse than you thought. Uh, you better be 
able to protect yourselves and your family and your households because we are getting swamped. It's going to come hit us before you know it. Way up here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, it's it's coming, folks. We already live in a crazy Democratic crap hole of Portland. So quickly before we get to that, I want to play you a little clip on, I believe it's two different residents of Martha's Vineyards to show that not everybody is as mean and hypocritical as uh, the media is leading us to believe. They're definitely dividing us. But uh, here it is, and then again, Tucker Carlson. Have a listen. What he did was a, a, a great, uh, a great, um, to, you know, like for the statement? country, a great statement for the country to get the conversation out there. Tell the truth. I don't believe anything that comes out of the administration anymore. My message would be, how do you think the people in Texas feel that are getting thousands of them coming in a day? And... Uh, we had a little taste of it with 50. We'll admit it up front. We can't get off this Martha's Vineyard story because there's just so much there. So last week, you'll recall, our Venezuelan visitors to this country, our brothers and sisters, as they're now known on CNN, took what amounted to the shortest vacation ever recorded to Martha's Vineyard. They were on that island for just hours, less than two full days. It was hardly enough time to pick up a fair trade coffee at Mocha Mott's in Vineyard Haven or go kiteboarding on South Beach. In fact, we have literally been talking about their trip longer than it lasted. It was that brief. On the other hand, so was the moon landing. So was the Wright brothers' first flight at Kitty Hawk. Duration is no measure of effect. Those brief hours our Venezuelan brothers and sisters spent on Martha's Vineyard changed history and left what they're calling an indelible mark on the people who live there. They enriched us, said one resident. We were happy to help them on their journey. Unfortunately, as it turned out, that journey ended abruptly at a military base on Cape Cod, where our Venezuelan brothers and sisters are now being held against their will. Prisoners in a country they thought was their own. There are no mocha mots where they are now. Kiteboarding is completely out of the question. It's just a bitter dream at this point. Now, the people of Martha's Vineyard knew this was going to happen. And yet, none of them thought to tell their Venezuelan brothers and sisters before it happened. Quote, I kept telling them it was like a dormitory, said Jackie Stallings, who lives on the island, as soldiers arrived to deport her Venezuelan siblings. I didn't want to say, you're going to a military base. Well, of course not. It's a dormitory. Just like your dad sent your elderly dog to a farm, because he'll be happier there. But the Venezuelans are not happier in military lockup. They loved Martha's Vineyard. As they told MSNBC, they considered it a paradise. They left here a few minutes ago. They moved to Cape Cod, to the joint base in Cape Cod, with new clothes, new cell phones, having talked to lawyers for the first time and saying that they were actually brought to paradise. They don't resent it for now, uh, and they know they're the lucky ones. So finally, one reporter over at NBC News tells the truth about what is actually a pretty sad story. Our Venezuelan brothers and sisters came to this country for a better life, and unlike so many, they actually found it. They arrived in one of the prettiest and most affluent destinations on the planet, an idyllic island with unlimited resources and many thousands of empty beds. And best of all, a population that claimed to love them. No person is illegal, read the lawn signs. But it was all a lie. 50 brown people was too many for the people of Martha's Vineyard. They called in the army to have them removed like trash, as one island resident said. 
So actually, judging by their behavior and not simply by their lawn signs, which is the best way to judge people, the people of Martha's Vineyard are not especially compassionate. In fact, they're small-minded and cheap and pretty nasty, as any waiter or babysitter who works on the island can tell you. So once again, the ones who claim to be the best people are actually the worst people. Remember when Jimmy Swagger got busted with hookers and porn? It's very much like that. The truth turns out to be the opposite of what they told you it was. It's highly embarrassing. But here's the weird thing. On Martha's Vineyard, they're not embarrassed at all. Jimmy Swaggart famously apologized for his sins because he had shame. But the people of Martha's Vineyard have no shame. And so they're not apologizing. In fact, against all evidence, they're now bragging about how wonderful they are. Yesterday, Carrie Pickett of the Washington Times caught up with Martha's Vineyard's senior senator. That would be Ms. Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts. Listen to Elizabeth Warren's version of the Martha's Vineyard story. You think Martha's Vineyard is getting a bad rap right now? Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I think they did. They, the people of Martha's Vineyard opened their hearts and were helpful mm -hmm. to uh, the migrants who were deceived mm -hmm. and uh, dropped there in a privately chartered jet mm -hmm. and treated like a prop for a governor uh -huh. who's just trying to make news. Well, if nothing else, it's interesting to see history, history that we've watched unfold, a story in which the facts are not at all in dispute, get rewritten in real time. And you wonder how many other stories have been rewritten, but we can see this one being rewritten. In Elizabeth Warren's telling, actually, the people of Martha's Vineyard are the heroes and Ron DeSantis is the villain because he deceived them. Now, we just heard, and it's again, factually not in dispute, that island residents deceived their Venezuelan siblings by telling them they were just going to a dorm. They're not being locked up on a military base like terrorists. So actually, the people of Martha's Vineyard, the residents there are the ones who did the tricking. They tricked the Venezuelans into going to a military base. But that wasn't deception. No, according to Elizabeth Warren, it was an act of love. But at some point, whatever the people of Martha's Vineyard got what they wanted. Everything is back to normal there. The people who live there are relieved. They're not going to be 50 needing minorities in their midst to spoil of usual festivities, and that would include the food and wine festival. Each year for the past decade, more than 2,500 food and wine enthusiasts converge on the island of Martha's Vineyard for a culinary and wine extravaganza. So have an oyster, then taste the wine, then have your other oyster and taste the wine again. That's the routine for each one. So two oysters per wine, see how the oyster tastes on its own, see how you like the flavors of, of the wine with the oyster. The Martha's Vineyard Food and Wine Festival. Four days and three nights of celebration. <laughs> so just so you know, you taste the wine and then you eat the oyster and then you taste the wine again, okay? And the way they mesh in your mouth, those flavors, the complexity of them, it's, it's like an explosion on your palate. And that's why thousands of people come to Martha's Vineyard every year for that festival. But guess who doesn't come? Venezuelans. Unless they're serving the oysters and pouring the wine. So really, we could go on at great length about this because it's just such a great story and reveals so much. But it's much bigger than the now established fact that Martha's Vineyard is populated by 
nasty liberals who don't tip and don't actually want colored people in their midst. That's true. We know that now. But the bigger story and the one that affects the rest of us, the other 340 million people who live here, is that what we saw in Martha's Vineyard is, in fact, just a taste of what is absolutely the official policy of the Democratic Party. And it is this. If your town votes the right way, then you get military protection. The military shows up immediately, 50 people not hurting anybody. And the army comes to remove them. Can you imagine? Talk about a 911 call. It's pretty great. All you need to do is vote 80% for Joe Biden, and you can do that. And throw some donations his way, too. But what about everybody else? Well, everyone else is SOL, and that would include all of us. Over the past 11 months, American authorities have encountered more than 2 million illegals along the southern border. That's the highest number ever recorded by the U.S. government. At least another 1 million were allowed into this country as so-called economic migrants, meaning they want better jobs because who doesn't want a better job? Hundreds, thousands more. We don't know the, the number, but clearly hundreds of thousands just sneaked in. That's according to the official data. Now, how many of those are headed to military bases for deportation? In how many cases did the U.S. military arrive to solve what is so clearly a disaster? Mm, zero, because it wasn't Martha's Vineyard. Now, we've been making a documentary on this, uh, a documentary on the borders called Battle for the Borders, coming out later this year. And in the course of reporting that out, we obtained this footage showing how some of these illegal aliens entered this country. These pictures were shot on July 23rd this year. How you doing? State police. Where are you from? Huh? Pakistan. What y'all doing here? Keep your hands out of your pocket. You got any weapons on you? You got an ID? No IDs? No machine gun, machine. Machine gun. So when people on Martha's Vineyard think of illegal immigration, they really think groundskeepers and waiters and people who work at the back end of the kitchen, people who clean up or prepare the food. That's what illegal immigration is to them. They're not really thinking, none of us are really thinking that people might be showing up from Pakistan. Really, Pakistan? They didn't walk. And by the way, isn't Pakistan the place where ISIS has just called for jihadis to enter the United States and kill Americans? Why are these guys walking along a road in Texas? Now, during their interview with the police, both of the men you just saw admitted they were here illegally. They said they each paid thousands of dollars to be smuggled into the United States. This is very common now. It's not the immigration you remember. Who are these people? Do they mean us harm? It's not simply a matter of competing for jobs with American citizens. It's potentially a grave threat. And a lot of people like this are coming across the border right now. Here's Fox's Bill Malugin. For the very first time, a brand new Fox News drone equipped with thermal imaging captures images of mass illegal crossings in the middle of the night 
in Eagle Pass, Texas this morning. Migrants could be seen crossing the river and walking onto private property, where over 100 gathered and waited for Border Patrol processing. Sometimes the Del Rio sector here gets upwards of 2,000 illegal crossings in a single day, and this was only one of three huge groups we have already seen so far this morning, and it's not even noon yet out here. Take a look at this second group we saw. This was another group of about 200 who crossed illegally and started walking along a local highway out here. This is how it is in Eagle Pass. You can just be driving down the road and you'll see large groups of several hundred migrants just walking down the highway waiting to be picked up and apprehended by Border Patrol. So we're just getting word right now that the White House, many White House officials are telling, quote, journalists that they are very annoyed by Bill Malugin's reporting. It's, quote, alarmist. In other words, unlike reporters at the Washington Post and the New York Times, Bill Malugin doesn't think that he works for Joe Biden. He's taking pictures of what's actually happening. And that's wrong. What's interesting, given what is happening, which is that we are being invaded by people who have no right to be here for reasons that we don't really understand, is that none of the people who are complaining about Ron DeSantis sending 50 Venezuelans to Martha's Vineyard have said a word about what else is happening on the border. And a lot is happening. It's an ongoing humanitarian disaster, a tragedy for the people being trafficked, and they are being trafficked. But it's also an ongoing disaster for us who live here. It's our country. As Malugin reported, human traffickers are loading more than a dozen people into the backs of cars right now, which is a disaster. Watch this. In Uvalde, Fox News was with Texas DPS troopers as they pulled over a human smuggler from Michigan. Hidden inside his trunk, two illegal immigrants from Honduras, all of them arrested. And in Kinney County, Texas DPS troopers pulled over this van and were shocked when they found 16 illegal immigrants being smuggled in the back. So it's a human wave, and that's not an attack on the people coming over here. They are being rewarded by the Biden administration in exchange for breaking our laws, for mocking our Constitution. They're being rewarded with public benefits. So why wouldn't they come? But the volume of this is without precedent in American history. And you have to ask yourself, what does this mean for the country? It's obviously destabilizing. But what does it mean long term for the country? Well, just to give you some perspective on the numbers here. As Neil Monroe at Breitbart has reported, in a given year, roughly three migrants are arriving for every four Americans who are born in this country. Three migrants for every four Americans born. Oh, remember the Great Replacement Theory? Was it a conspiracy theory? It sounds more like a statistical fact, actually. Was there a vote on this? Did we get to vote on this? Do people want this? Democracy, remember that? That's where people vote and get to decide what kind of government they get and what sort of policies that government enacts. No, no, no one voted on this. Nobody wants this. It's happening anyway against the will of the entire country. So what did Biden say about this? Well, here's what he said today. On the border, why is the border more overwhelmed under your watch, Mr. President? Because there are three countries that are never have There are fewer, there are fewer immigrants coming from Central America and from Mexico. This is a totally different circumstance. What's on my watch now is Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. You could send them back and have them wait. We're working with Mexico and other countries to see if we can stop the flow. But that's the difference. 
Well, that's just completely insane, of course. They're coming through Mexico, and we control the Mexican economy. We could turn off the Mexican economy in one minute if we wanted to, of course. We're by far their biggest trading partner. And so we have an enormous amount of leverage over the Mexican government. And if we said the Mexican government, not one more crosses through your country into ours, that'd be the end of it. Because no one wants to tangle with the federales. No one takes American law enforcement seriously because they know they're just going to direct you to the local welfare office. Nobody messes with the Mexican federales, period. And everyone knows that. But we're not doing that. What Biden said that is true is that as of this fiscal year, migrants in places other than the Northern Triangle countries in Mexico, specifically Cuba, Nicaragua and Venezuela, do make up nearly 40 percent of the total apprehensions at the border as of last month. That's a 175 percent jump from last year. What Biden didn't say, of course, is that it's all his fault. He's solely responsible for this. He stopped deporting asylum seekers and he's allowing asylum seekers with fraudulent claims to remain in this country. And of course, the message is going out to the world. Just show up and you'll be fine. So let's say you wanted to harm the United States. What would you do? Well, what did Fidel Castro do in 1980 with the Mariel Boatlift? He opened his prisons and mental hospitals and sent them to Miami, thereby changing Miami forever. Venezuela is doing something very similar. Venezuela is opening its prisons and sending them here. Breitbart reports tonight that DHS is warning border officials to be on the lookout for Venezuelan convicts entering the country. DHS indicates that, quote, the Venezuelan government is purposely freeing inmates, including some convicted of murder, rape and extortion. (laughs) This is unbelievable. Again, we've seen this before. And it's a catastrophe. Again, during the Carter administration, Fidel Castro's government, the Cuban government, did the very same thing. One hundred and twenty five thousand people came to Florida. A Sun Sentinel article from 1985 estimated that out of the 125,000 migrants who came at the time, 16 to 20,000 were criminals. The Miami District Director for Immigration called it an invasion. Quote, the boat list should never have been allowed to happen. At any other time, it would have been an act of war. And Bill Clinton, who was governor of Arkansas at the time, said exactly the same thing. But a lot has changed since 1985. No one in the federal government will admit what this is, which is an invasion. And of course, the media are totally for it because, hey, cheap housekeepers. So law enforcement authorities, rather than doing anything about the people invading our country, are talking about prosecuting Ron DeSantis. As we understand it, 48 migrants were uh, lured, I will use the word lured, uh, under false pretenses uh, into into staying at a hotel for a couple of days. Uh, They were taken by airplane. At a certain point, they were shuttled to an airplane uh, where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard, again, under false pretenses is the, the information that we have, that they were promised work, they were promised the solution to several of their problems. We do have the names of some suspects involved that we believe are persons of interest in this case at this point, but I won't be parting with those names. Uh, I think, to be, to be fair, I think everybody on this call knows who those names are already, so I won't be naming any of them. That's appalling and shocking for any law enforcement official, a guy who carries a gun and has a right to shoot you, to be parroting Biden administration political talking points in front of a camera. That man should be ashamed. That is completely over the top that he would say something like this. This is all crazy. We're being invaded. And now they're talking about prosecuting Ron DeSantis because he sent 50 people to Martha's Vineyard who immediately deported so they wouldn't get in the way of the food and wine festival. True craziness. Absolutely true craziness. Why is this not major news? 
Why isn't the military involved in shoring up this stuff? I mean, this is going to be bad, folks. We're going to have all these crazy immigrants running everywhere. And I mean, not all of them, but the ones that they're releasing from the mental institutions and the prisons. That's happening. It really is, folks. Better wake up. Ah, unbelievable. And then, of course, the sheriff from Texas. And then I did also see there's a lawyer in uh, Massachusetts that uh, they're filing suit uh, on behalf of the immigrants because Ron DeSantis uh, fooled them. Again, these are illegal immigrants that came across illegally. They are criminals and they're able to get away with this. Uh, things are going to happen and change real quickly, folks. They have. I still just can't get over how bad it really is. And it's not just Mexicans coming over now. It's the world is coming over. And really, we we don't think that the uh, jihad's going to blow up places. Watch, folks. If Afghanistan, Pakistan, and these places are allowed to come in like this, and we have no idea. Again, we have no idea what's coming through that border. It'll make you wake up and think, won't it? All right, enough doom and gloom for one show. I'm going to close this up with a uh, thing from uh, George Carlin, the late, great George Carlin. And unfortunately, I mean, he's telling the truth. It, it really is happening. But uh, he's done in such a way that uh, people blew it off as a, a comedic uh, genius, so to speak. But they really don't understand uh, how truthful <laughs> it has become. So... Have a listen. You'll enjoy it. At least you'll have a laugh. I mean, geez, this border stuff. And anyway, here's George Carlin. Enjoy. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table to figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want... Obedient workers, obedient workers, people who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your Social Security money. They want your retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. 
By the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue, these are people of modest means, continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all, at all, at all. Man, you know? And nobody seems to notice, nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. But say what you want about American folks. Yeah. You can uh, say what you want about Americans. You can call them smart, dumb, ignorant, innocent, naive, gullible, easily led, whatever you want. You're going to have to deal with them. Can you believe that was over 10 years ago or even more? Amazing that uh, the sheeple, how we take it in and just let it go and forget about it. It's time to wake up, folks. It's uh, happening. Um, not to be a naysayer, but uh, be prepared. Take care of yourselves. We have 923 and 924. Uh, there's a lot of weird predictions in the world, that kind of stuff again. But uh, wow. God bless everybody. Uh, we love you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your neighbors. And uh, keep looking for the elusive truth. We will talk to you soon. Hopefully, have a great day. Bye-bye.